city and it's free restrooms yeah. like every two corners or um, you just like the holding the cup because it's got the um, belly band on it and it's just feeling of that paper cup in your hand while you're walking and it's keeping right. your hand warm. That's why you go to Starbucks. Um, so the brand is the experience. It's not, I mean, yes, it is visual, right? Sure. I mean, when I, when I go to Whole Foods and I walk down the aisles and um, I will buy packaging, I will buy a product just because of the packaging. That's how I pick my wine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I do that at Costco. <laughs> just did that yesterday. Well, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Death to Manila podcast. My name is Stephen Burkhart with Burkhart Creative Agency, and this show is all about doing something different so that your business stands out and gets noticed. Because let's be honest, there's a ton of noise out there. Um, we got the great resignation going on. So tons of people starting companies, wanting to start out, wanting to get noticed so that they can actually replace the revenue that they just walked away from from their, uh, their job. And so uh, I have different guests on the show that are talking about some of the techniques that they use to succeed and get noticed and help brands grow. And so we're in the midst of the creator series. And so I have Lauren on the show Hi. with Hello Happiness. Yeah. And uh, she is a graphic designer and has been doing some really cool work with some actually pretty big names. Mm -hmm. um, she's local here to Phoenix, Arizona. Well, Almost Phoenix, Phoenix metropolitan area. Mm -hmm. And so uh, super happy to have you on the show. So thanks for yeah. being on. Thanks for having me. Um, happy to be here. This is actually my first video podcast. Ooh. So uh, I'm a newbie. Right. Uh, thanks for popping the video podcast cherry for me. Absolutely. Um, I own Hello Happiness Design, which started in 2015. Um, but it actually became my full-time job back in April. So when you talk about the great resignation, I am part of that. <laughs> I, uh, That's awesome. I was at a job for five years. Should I say the job or? If you want to, okay. if you feel comfortable. Um, I was the creative director at um, a very big entertainment destination here in Phoenix called Arizona Boardwalk. Um, they have a, an aquarium, the Odyssey Aquarium and the Butterfly Wonderland. Um, and while I was there, I did all kinds of stuff like exhibit design um, and basically everything under the sun. You need a graphic designer or a creative director or an art director or a copywriter or a video person. I'm your girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wear a lot of hats. And so I was there for five years. And um, a few years ago, I decided to go back to school and get a master's in business of art and design because um, in art school, they don't teach you business. And really? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so, you know, I always felt like, you know, they talk about that imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I always felt like I kind of had that imposter syndrome. You know, I, I sometimes I like to talk a big game, but in the background, like, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, so I felt like if I had the, the degree, the graduate degree in business, I, I have, you know, some backing to what I'm saying now. Um, and I, I understand a lot. I actually had to take an accounting class. So, you know, like art students and math, they don't really go. They it's don't. Boo. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I got through it. It was only one yeah. semester. Um, so uh, I did that. And I finished in December 2020. And while I was doing that, I was approached by a very big company um, to do some work for them. And the company is Hidden Valley Ranch. Mm -hmm. 
I know, right? So Name drop. Little me, um, little me <laughs> got amazing. to uh, work on a very big um, company project, and um, it was for the release of a new um, product that's in Walmart. And um, I did some packaging for them, which was really cool. It's not actually sold on shelves, but it was for their salespeople mm. um, to get the product sold on their shelves. Right. Um, and so that really, you know, started my um, my thinking of, you know, it. I think I'm going to build my runway and leave. Yeah. I'm going to leave my full time job and I'm going to do my own thing because I have been designing for almost two decades, and I have been designing for other people's dreams. And it's time to start my own dream. Yeah. And so I I worked on Hidden Valley stuff. I worked on a few other things along the way. And in April, I left my job of five years, and I've done my own thing. And I have been, I have to say, I've been extremely successful um, since I left, and it's been fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. Which is crazy because, if I'm not mistaken, when you and I first got connected just by, like, literally random outreach, yeah. um, you were still at... The boardwalk, right? I was. Yeah. yeah. So this is like a really cool transition that, yeah. um, man, that was a long time ago that we connected then. So, mm-hmm. um, so cool that we're finally here talking about you and just it's having your own business. Surreal, like, right? Yeah. Cause like you were like, oh man, I don't know. Uh, I really love to do this. And then here you are doing it yeah. and, and, and finding like a really good place for it. So that's really neat. So congratulations Thank on you. making that jump. That's, that's huge. Um, super fun. So out of curiosity, when just kind of rewind when you're talking about some of your creative direction and and art and all that other stuff, how how do you see all those things combining? Because like for me, I feel like being a creative director and an art director and a graphic designer are all kind of like artistic, but not necessarily like super interconnected mm-hmm. skill sets. So like, how do you think about that? How did those help each other out? Mm-hmm. How did you end up developing those skill sets? Yeah. So. You know, each position is a different skill set because, you know, if you were to look at an agency, there's a person who's a creative director, there's a person who's an art director, there's a person who's a copywriter, and so on and so forth. Right. Um, I was working in-house, and I was working in a small department. I had a designer, graphic designer, um, and myself. And um, while there, there's also a person who's in charge of PR, um, and, you know, we have the, the marketing people, and we all work collaboratively. Um as the creative director, it was my job to oversee the other graphic designer and also just, you know, how how the whole um, the design of the presentation of the entire destination plays. Right. Mm-hmm. What is the experience when our guests come to our property? Walk. What is it like when they drive through onto into the parking lot um, at Odyssey Boardwalk? What is that experience like? Yeah. And so I look at being a creative director is like the overall experience, right? The art director is more like the person that's overseeing the graphic designer and and what they're completing and giving direction and mentoring and um, offering feedback where needed. Um, Obviously, we probably all know what a graphic designer does. They are in the weeds for the most part. They're designing, and and I was a lot in the weeds for a lot of it. Um, and, And that is basically like, one person wearing many hats, right? Um, I was in a lot of different types of meetings. I was in meetings where I was sitting with um, all the C-level, you know, the C-suite people, and we were, you know, talking about building a candy store before it was even, you know, a thing. It was just like, let's build a candy store. Right. And we uh, we went to San Francisco, and we went to the um, the color 
factory, okay. which was like an experiential museum. And we went to like different candy stores in San Francisco and saw how they um, set up their thing. And, and that's the role of a creative director, right? It's looking at how other people have set up their experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and then bringing all of that research back and then seeing how you can take that and put that into play. Um, and then, you know, if you were, if I took that hat off and, you know, now I'm putting on my art director hat yeah. and, um, you know, I'm meeting with, you know, the other, the interior designer from the architecture firm and we're looking at, um, you know, what all the different types of flooring and the different paneling for the ceiling. And it's like, well, you know, which one do we like better? Yeah. You know? Um, that's, you know, how it is. What's and the emotional experience of this tile? Exactly. <laughs> like, do you like this texture or do you like yeah. this one? Or do you like, yeah. Um, and then the graphic designer, it's like the graphics, you know, what's going on the walls or how is that column going to be designed or whatnot? So, yeah. No, that totally makes sense. It's so funny. Like, it's like split I, personality. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, I think that makes so much sense. And I, we'll, we'll go ahead and dive into experience here. Um, since that's something we talked about before and something super important, but it's so funny that you bring up all of those choices and, and I made a joke about the tile, but like the other day I went and, um, I went to like, I went to like Guess and Ralph Lauren and one other store. I think it was Banana Republic, just like literally just browsing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it was really interesting cause I walked away from that experience and it's just like, it, there were all places I've been to before, but for some reason this time I noticed, I was like, man, like, you know, I walk into Ralph Lauren and like all the displays are made out of wood and they have a certain music playing and a certain smell, a certain flooring, a certain way that they have their store set up and guess is like totally different. And they got like rap music playing, like the floor is concrete, like it is in here. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just so interesting that like a brand is such an, uh, a, an expression, a certain kind of expression. And you get a certain kind of feeling when you uh, interact with certain kinds of brands. And so... Uh, the experience is so important. Mm-hmm. And so that leads us to your experience, mm-hmm. right? And so first of all, I want to uh, point out that we got our cool branded outfits on. So show everyone Hello yes. Happiness Designs. Yes, yes. So exciting. So she had to wear hers, so I had to rep some of my, my swag as well. I know. I, I, you never really got the <coughs> question of, like, what do I wear on your podcast, right? right? And so I was like, do I wear a branded shirt? Is that, like, super cheesy? Is this, like, you know, shameless, you know, advertising? Or... Always do shameless advertising. Um, so, you know, <laughs> there you go. I always feel weird, like, wearing it out of my house for some oh, reason. Oh, really? I don't, I don't know. It's just weird to me, but... I think so. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. But then um, I follow Grant Cardone, and he wears. Do you know who that is? No. Okay, so he does. Sorry. Um, oh, it's You're fine. watching. No, you, you don't have to. Okay. He's really in the real estate space, but he's a pretty big name in that in sales. Okay. And he always wears his like 10x outfit. So he has a, a conference that's called 10x, which means like whatever you're doing, 10x it. Um, and uh, he wears the hats all the time. He got his vehicles wrapped in it. It's absurd. Um, and I was like, you know what? Like everywhere he goes, he's like repping his brand. And so I'm spending money on ads and I'm making content, all these other things. Mm -hmm. I could literally run into someone. They could see my hat and start a conversation and be a client. Like it's unlikely, but it's possible. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. So I spent $70 on a hat. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, um, I was (laughs) Thinking of making a series of different shirts. Do it. So, <clears throat> this is so, such a side note, but I was inspired by um, this other designer. Her name is 
Trish Witkowski, and I am so sorry if I said your last name wrong, um, but she used to have videos, and I don't know if she still does, but she used to have um, 50-second fold of the week. Um, she owns the Fold Factory. And, I've never heard of that. Okay, it's fantastic. So she, like, shows different types of, like, how things are folded, and she, like, Like origami kind of things? Mm, like brochures and, oh, um, okay. like, all kinds of stuff. So she, like, breaks it down. But every video, she has a shirt with a different saying on it. And they're funny sayings. And it's all about folds. And I was like, oh, I should do, like, you know, oh, crop. Or, like, you know, (laughs) instead of oh, crop. And so. Watch your language. I I was, like, trying to come up with, like, you know, (laughs) funny sayings. But I came up with hello, happiness design. Right. So not creative. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, but that's repping your your brand. Yeah. But I agree. Because I think. I have this beautiful world that I'm imagining in my future where I have like a swag shop. And so I love that idea because you can just create all these cool things. In fact, um, I actually found out someone who was doing that the other day. So um, Ross Simons is a guy that um, I found out about on Adweek. He does like a lot of content making and distribution stuff. And so his company is called like Foundation Marketing. Mm -hmm. And they do have a swag shop. And it's like, because they have like a couple of like illustrations, like graphical illustrations that they've made. And so mm-hmm. they've incorporated it on different like hats and stuff like that. So super cool. So it's been done. It's possible. Yeah. And they must make some money on it. So I say do it. All that right. sounds like so much fun. All right. Maybe next year it'll be like my goal for 2023 is, <coughs> right. you know, get some uh, some swag. And you're, doing, you're the graphic designer. So you're doing the hard part. I know. But you know what it's like? It's like the, the shoemaker's kids never have shoes. Oh, right. It's one of those kinds of things. That makes sense. Right? So. Cool. Well, let's, so let's double back to the experience part. And so Hello Happiness is no accident that you came across those words because you want people <clears throat> to have a certain kind of experience in working with you, mm-hmm. which is happiness, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of meaning to this work, to this name. Um it did stem from me leaving a prior job, not my last job. Um, the company was started, as I said, in 2015. Mm. Um, and I was working for another company. Um, I'm not going to say the name because um, it's a terrible story. But uh, I I was, I had my entire heart in this company. Mm. Um, and it was a startup. And I was in very early on in the game. And it was a wonderful company when I first started and it just grew and it grew and it grew and it turned into something that it wasn't when it first started, yeah. like most startups. Um, and an opportunity arose and um, I jumped on it and I created this awesome job description and I um, proposed it to the CEO and the marketing director um, and they ended up giving it to someone very green Mm. Um, without any experience and I was extremely hurt by it and and I I mean when I say I put my whole heart into it like I like worked all nights like I it was like I was a junior graphic designer and I was trying to prove myself yeah which I shouldn't have done but um I just was like you know what it's not worth it all of this that I'm giving to this company it's not worth it and um I just I decided to leave so I I walked out I walked out without a job to go to, which is crazy when you have two young kids, right? Yeah. And you would think I'd be driving home crying because normal people would be upset because now (laughs) they don't have a job and you probably regret like, oh my God, what did I just do? Right. Nope, not me. I was like, oh, this weight has been lifted off my shoulders. I was so happy. I turned the windows down. I turned Dave Matthews up (laughs) and I screamed on the top of my lungs, hello, happiness. Oh, really? And 
then it like dawned on me. I'm like, oh my God, I love that. Hello, happiness. It's got like a nice ring to it. Dang. And so I was thinking like, if I start my own thing, that's what I'm going to call it. And um, a week later, I started my own thing, and that's what I called it. Um, I added design because Hello Happiness was already taken. So whoever, if you are listening to this and you have that, thanks. Um, (laughs) So I had to add hellohappinessdesign.com. Totally Um, different. Totally different. But the other meaning behind it is that um, what I bring to my clients is not just design, right? I'm creating these experiences that people have and the experiences I want them to have is happiness. So when I have a client that comes to me um, and I have clients of all different sizes, you know, I have big clients like Hidden Valley Ranch and then I have a client whose mother-in-law just retired and she's starting her own little bakery and Mm. she needs a logo. Um, And she comes to me and she says, you know, I want to create a logo for my mother-in-law for her Christmas gift. And she's starting her own company. I want to give her, like, a whole starter package for her to get going. And, you know, we work on a few iterations. Um, I create the logo, the business cards, a stamp so she can, like, stamp her little packages. Oh, and, that's cool. And, and a sticker. And um, the, the look when I hand her the box and she opens it up. And it's just pure joy. Yeah. And, and that's – and, you know, people eating the bakery goods, like – that's pure joy as well. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> and so <laughs> we all, you know, I love a little biscotti. Um, and so that's that's bringing happiness, right? And um, good design should bring happiness. Um, you know, some design doesn't bring happiness. It's really crappy design. Aww. But, um, you know, it's all about creating experiences that are memorable. So I love the fact that you create experiences and – Obviously, they can be very powerful because if they weren't powerful, companies wouldn't spend the amount of money that they spend on you know brick-and-mortar stores and all of the design that goes into websites and experiences and all that jazz. So obviously, it's hugely important. So I would love to hear, like heading, heading back to Hidden Valley Ranch, mm-hmm. what – so you talked about how you did some like promo work for um, like the sales setups – Mm-hmm. Um, for the salesman in the stores. Um, so walk me through a little bit of like what that creative journey was like for you and working with them because that's super fascinating for me because it's a big brand. So I'm sure they have high expectations and they have experience working with people. And so obviously you walked into it with a lot of experience too, but you're also an individual. So it's like, how did, how did you manage all that? What was the process? It's actually funny <clears throat> and it's not anything like you would expect. Okay. So this project that we were talking about just now, the very first project happened over winter break okay and it was due to the printer before new year's wow i had to get it done in two weeks um so it was for a new product with three different flavors and um it was it was basically like mock-up packaging so they only needed Mm. five pieces to be printed put together and shipped to the walmart um salespeople wherever i can't remember where it was um and so it was one understanding the brand because mm-hmm. I've never designed for Hidden Valley Ranch before. The only thing I knew about it was I like to dip carrots in it, um, <laughs> true, and pizza. And I, I'm not really into wings. I have to really, really be into wings to want to eat them. Um, and occasionally I get the itch. But they're all about pizza and ranch and wings and ranch. Sure. Um, back to the topic. That's how you work through the crust. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so it's nothing like anything you would expect. Um, I worked directly with basically two people, um, and they gave me the, the three flavors, and they said, so basically we just need packaging that like helps tell the story 
of what this is. Um, I think I could tell it now because it's already launched. It's called Ranch Night. Uh Um, And it's all about, you know, coming together with your family and having ranch night, kind of like you would have like Taco Tuesday um, and and picking one night of the week and calling that ranch night. So like you would um, make some kind of meal that involves ranch. Sure. And so these were, you know, recipes and um, seasonings that would go along with that story. And there are three different seasoning um, packages that go with it. And it's like, okay, now go make something. Right. And that's like what I got. So, um, you know, I, I took them and put them together and um, what I created, they loved. And it, I literally gave them one concept. Right. And I was like, okay, this is great. Let's go. Um, I wrote the copy on it. They loved the copy. Dang. I did the design. Um, it was all, you know, vector-based design. Yeah. Uh, the photography, they supplied the photography, obviously. Um, and, I mean, it, there really wasn't – There's. I'm afraid to talk too much about it because they're a big company and I don't want them to, like – Go after your podcast, um, but well, we're saying good things about them, so I, know, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I, I, I really like working with them. Um, every project I worked on with them so far has been fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'm not wearing it right now, but most of my wardrobe says ranch on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the holidays, they updated their ranch shop online. So if you go to ranch.com, there's a ranch shop. You can buy merchandise that I designed. So there's. Um, sweatshirts and t-shirts and um water bottles and stickers and all kinds of things did you have a blanket too yes there's a pizza blanket pizza blanket one side is pepperoni pizza so and the other side is like a pizza saying um and it's like the texture of ranch like yeah it's kind of like i don't know anywho so that's fun um and it's a really comfy comfy blanket i i love that blanket um so you can go shop there. But all of, I don't know, working with a big brand and being like one little tiny person is, it's so cool, right? Yeah. Um, I did their social media for two months um, between November and December. So working on all of their holiday stuff um, was neat. How did you build that connection? Because um, that's like no joke. It's a secret. Okay, that's fine. That's um, fine. You don't have to tell us. I'll just say networking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, leave it at that yeah no that's super cool i uh that's sometimes i feel like it's better to work for those bigger brands because of the fact that like they have so many like positions held down that Mm -hmm. like you don't actually have to do like everything Mm -hmm. um they're kind of hiring you for something a little more specific which is kind of nice well they also have an internal agency right so um you know with a big brand and like having that big brand clorox owns hidden valley ranch right they also own like kingsford charcoal and you know a range of products glad bags and all of those things and they have an internal agency that works on everything and you know that agency can get boggled down with a lot of work and sure. sometimes it's easier to just go somewhere else to get something really quickly yeah. and you know i i'm that person um you know i don't have the big overhead i don't have you know, an office or a lot of people, but I can give them the same quality of work that they would have if they were to go to anyone in that agency to design it. So, well, and it's fresh perspective. Like you're not yeah. in their brand every single day. So, like mm-hmm. when you come in, you're going to bring something unique and fresh to it because you have a completely different 
you're working with all kinds of different brands. They're just working with just theirs, which yeah. means they understand it deeply. But at the same time, they're not inspired by all these like random things all the time. I feel like mm-hmm. it's just a feeling. Mm-hmm. But no, that's really cool. So then the other thing that I saw that you were doing really cool, which talk about experience is and you're in the middle of the project. So maybe you can't talk about it, but uh, barbershop, right? Yeah. No, that one just finished. Um, nice. Okay. That was an interesting one. So, you know, I work on big projects for big clients and I work on very small ones. Um, and this one I was approached actually by um, a company out here in Tempe called White Wolf Branding okay. or White Wolf Branding Solutions. Um, they're a printer out here in the valley. They do um, uh, like grand format, you know, uh, you know, you need your car wrapped or okay. windows wrapped or whatever. They, they do all that printing and install um, among other things. They do other things too. And they needed a designer. And so um, they reached out to me and he's like, I have some clients that um, I'd like to introduce you to. And um, so they introduced me to this guy named Josh who owns a barber shop. He just opened up and he had no graphics on his windows. They were like the drabbiest windows ever. Right. Um, like, and it's in an old shopping center mm. um, out in Tempe. And it's just, you know, it just, he has like a banner as his sign. It's like a temporary sign. Sure. But once you go under the banner, like you go over the under it, you don't know which door to go in. It's like, yeah. wait, which one is his? They all look the same. They all look the same. And so, um, you know, sometimes when I go into client meetings, it doesn't pan out. You know, yeah. it's like you don't have confidence like, oh, this client is so not going to like, no, they're not going to, It's nothing's going to come of this. And I kind of had that feeling going in because it's not a typical client that I would have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I approached it like I would any other client and I wrote the proposal. Um, I gave him the scope of work. I gave him the pricing like I would any other client. And he was like, yep, let's do it. Nice. And I was like, okay. He already had a logo that his client made or his client. Well, yeah, his client, um, you know, someone he cuts his hair, um, his hair and, yeah. um, so it wasn't digitized. It was like marker drawing. And so that was part of the scope. And so, um, I had to turn it into a vector and, um, and then we created his windows and the, originally he's like, I just want pictures of people's hair on the windows which is very like 1990s where you mm. see like hair on windows, like posters and stuff. Yeah. And um, I was like, I think you can probably go a little bit more modern and, and bold and, and get people like as they're driving by or walking by to like, you know, see what you have and, and just look cool from the outside. Right. Totally. Kind of has like this um, street look kind of logo. Okay. Um, and so I just took elements of his logo that I, I didn't design it, but I took elements of it and turned it into a pattern on the bottom. And when I was at the install yesterday, he just kept coming out. He's like, I love it. And I'm like, do you like the placement of this? Do you want it to go a little higher? He's like, I love it. And I'm like, okay. Right. And, and in the end, you know, we had him come out after it was all done. And he's just like, man, this is great. And I'm like, Hello, happiness. I'm like, I was bringing the happiness. I'm like, right? you could tell, like, you could just see the joy on his face seeing, like, the he's like, now people are going to know where I am. Like, it was just, I just, I love that feeling. Like, that's what gets me up in the morning. That's what makes my day. And, and that's why I've been doing this for so long. Right. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's fantastic. And there's just something really cool about, um, like, the small business space because, 
is literally like someone's dream mm -hmm. and they're trying so hard and they want it to be a thing mm -hmm. and obviously they want to do what they love but they've got to like pay the bills too mm -hmm. and all these other things like and so it's really cool when they're able to like make that happen mm -hmm. um, and you get to be a part of it where it's mm -hmm. like okay like this person is going to move their dream forward because of the work that you did for them so that's always super exciting to be a part of mm -hmm. uh very rewarding i think and i'm a small business too so yeah. you know it's like we're almost like equals right yeah i scratch your back you scratch my back kind of thing. i mean they're helping your dream to come true exactly. as well you're just exactly yeah that's cool mm -hmm. so i think brand is super interesting and obviously like you and i talked about how like a brand isn't is more than just a logo. And I know that's a gripe of many a graphic designer. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about that. Like when you think of brand, what do you think of? It's a feeling. Okay. It's definitely a feeling. So let's let's talk about that, right? When you think of Coca-Cola, what's mm -hmm. the first thing that comes to your mind? Those freaking fuzzy polar bears. Right. Yeah. Right. Or you think of like um, like those commercials during the Super Bowl. Like you think of like what are those top commercials during the Super Bowl that are memorable, right? Um, or you think of like the color red. Mm -hmm. um, or you think about like the coldness of the the can after you take it out of the fridge. The and water droplets you, on the outside. Yeah, you pop that that little yeah. lid and it makes that sound, and you drink it and you're like, ah. Yeah. You know, like that's that's the the. That's the embodiment of that brand, right? And then you have the logo, which is a super iconic. And, you know, it's evolved over the years, but it still always looks exactly the same. And, you know, if you were to show it to someone who is not a designer, they would never know that it's evolved, right? Mm -hmm. they, they would never know that, like, over time it's gotten a little bit more modernized. Um, so it's not about the logo. It's about the lifestyle, Right? Yeah, it's about it's like Starbucks, right? You don't go into Starbucks because you like the coffee. You go because sure. you want to go sit in there and and work on your computer because it's a free working space, or you're walking around New York City and it's free restrooms, yeah. like every two corners, or um, you just like the holding the cup because it's got the um, belly band on it and it's just feeling of that paper cup in your hand while you're walking and it's keeping right. your hand warm. That's why you go to Starbucks. Um, so the brand is the experience. It's not, I mean, yes, it is visual, right? Sure. I mean, when I, when I go to Whole Foods and I walk down the aisles and, um, I will buy packaging, I will buy a product just because of the packaging. That's how I pick my wine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I do that at Costco. <laughs> just did that yesterday. Um. I'm like, oh, that looks tasty. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> yeah. I used to do that with pasta too. I had this like thing for pasta packaging for like okay. the longest time and, when I was an undergrad, I did a project on pasta, um, and I did it. I made cool packaging for it. I was like, one day I'm going to make pasta packaging. No one has hired me for that yet. So. Damn. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's the experience. It's the feeling that you get from a brand. That's, right. That is what branding is. Right. So then, okay, so it's kind of like intangible, right? And then mm -hmm. so then you've got to create something physical, Mm -hmm. Right. Even if it's even if it's digital, it's still not a concept anymore. It's something you can look at, print, put on a Web page, put on a sticker. Mm -hmm. So what kind of things do you think through like like so I think so. So just to double back, we're, we've established the brand is a feeling. It's an experience. It's how customers really experience your brand. And, and I've always talked about how like 
you should really imagine your brain as like a human being, like a person, like, mm -hmm. and a person has like a way they move and the way they sound and they have music that they love and they have like uh, music that they, or I already said that, but whatever, um, you know, like a certain way that they dress, like mm -hmm. all those other things. Like if you can, if you can make your brain that tangible, then, you know, cause it's like, oh, I've got that crazy friend. Like that, that could be your brand. Your brand could be like the crazy friend, like where it's like, wow. And it's bold and crazy and wild. And you never know, never know what to expect. Um, so I feel like that, I don't know, that's how I think about branding. So that's cool that you feel similarly. Mm -hmm. Um, so then to then fast forward now. So then we've, we've covered that. So then how do you, how do you create something tangible from that? Like what kind of process do you go through? Do you just like sit on it and like meditate and it just kind of comes to you and I'm not being sarcastic, like I'm being real. Mm -hmm. Um, or do you have like a series of questions that you ask yourself for a client to be able to work through that? Like, how do you start getting there? Yeah. So when I first meet with the client, we talk about, you know, what is the project and, um, you know, we talk about the brand, like if the brand was a person, and I'm so glad you said that, yeah. um, you know, who would they be? What would they be? You know, what kinds of things would they like? Um, what are their favorite colors? It's easier to talk about the brand as a person yeah. than as a thing. Because when you talk about it as a thing, you start to like second guess yourself. Like you, I know who Hello Happiness is. Yeah. I know that Hello Happiness loves the color yellow. And I know that Hello Happiness loves the color black because they go together. But it's not about that, right? right? I already talked about what Hello Happiness brand is about. It's about creating experiences. And if Hello Happiness was a person, they would be like the happiest person on earth. They would be like living at Disney all the time because um, that is who they are. They're um... <laughs> universal. <laughs> sorry. Just because of Harry Potter. But sorry. Oh, yeah. But yes. Yeah. I do. Disney I do like is the wonderful. Harry Potter Disney yes. is wonderful. Um, so yeah. So I talk to the my clients about like their branding as being a person. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I, I you know um, on my own, I I go and I I just like I, I kind of like have like a word cloud of like all the things that they say. Mm -hmm. I take a lot of notes when I I have a, I have a stack of notebooks that I've kept over the years. Like since I left college, I've yeah. kept every single notebook that I've ever had from every single job. So I have like this stack Holy crap. and they're all the same size. Like I'm, I'm very particular about like my notebooks and yeah. they have to have a spiral because I like to keep them folded oh, open. Right, totally. um, so I never remember what the cover of my notebooks look like until I'm all done and I close it back up again. Um, but I, I, ha I like just write stuff down and um, I go on Pinterest a lot and I, you know, if it's like a logo for an owl, I'm like owl logo or bakery logos, or I just want to see like what other people have done because I don't want to do what other people did. Right. Um, and sometimes like people say like, oh, that stunts your creativity because, you know, now it's like your, your mind isn't fresh anymore. But um, I think it, it, it helps me and it inspires me. The other thing I do is I take baths. Um, I think um, it was Harry Truman or Winston Churchill. They sat in baths like for hours to like think about stuff and it was Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill, yeah. yeah. So I do that. Yeah. I, I, and it's funny because my younger daughter, she loves baths too. Like, okay. we fight over the bathtub a lot. <laughs> um, but I take about three baths a week and I just use that for my thinking. Okay. Um, and I don't charge my clients for bath time <laughs> because how uh, could you? But it's very valuable. So. It is. Um, <laughs> but I, I will just sit there and like think. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, like, I have ideas that just like pop in my head yeah. and like I'm good to go. 
And and that's most of the time. And other times I have no ideas. Yeah. And I stress and I don't sleep. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't do this. And I go and talk to my husband. I'm like, I don't think I could do this. I don't know what I'm going to do. And he's like, you'll be fine. You always do it. Just go do your <laughs> thing. And I'm like, ah. Um, Just relax. Yeah, you got this. <laughs> and, you know, I, I do a little bit of sketching. I'm not a very big sketcher. Mm, okay. um, I stopped doing that a long time ago. But sometimes, like, it just helps to, like, quickly, like, it. my sketches don't look like anything, so I don't show it to anyone. But, like, sometimes it just helps to, like, quickly, like, you know, doodle something so I can see if it works. Yeah. Um, and then I just, like, start playing with shapes in the computer and typography and um, and eventually it turns into something. I don't know. It's right. like the magic kind of does it and I always say like design kind of like my designs like they build themselves like I don't know how it happens but they just kind of fall into place yeah it's like your brain is like a cauldron you're just like kind of like just doing the stirring yeah and, and eventually something comes up yeah. and you're like I like that well you look and you're like I made that you're like how did I do that right and it's just weird right like, you're yeah. in the process. Like, you're doing the process. You're taking the notes. You're doing the sketching. You're doing the thinking. You're putting it in the computer and, and you know, coming up with all different iterations. And finally, you get to the final product, and you're looking at it, and you're like, yeah. And you forget all the things that led up to that, right? Yeah. It's almost like having a baby. It's like, that's why people just keep having more babies. You forget all the things in between. <laughs> get the nine months of misery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that makes sense, and I I 100% agree with you about doing the research part. I think so much of it has to do with, like, intention, right? So, like, I think there's a big difference between going on Pinterest and um, looking for designs as, like, a framework for something, right? Because, like, when you think about it, like, a logo or some sort of, like, graphic thing is communicating something about the business. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you look up, like best graphic design logos of 2022 like that's not really the point mm -hmm. like the point isn't to have the coolest logos of 2022 it's like what element from this logo and what element from this logo yes, and what element from this exactly. logo can i combine to communicate the brand yes. and i think that's totally different intention so yeah i would agree that like if you're going on there to just find like design practicality that's a bad idea. But if you're looking for like inspiration, like I've never been more inspired than the time. Well, that's not true. That's a bold statement. I would say the time that I was telling you about that I went to the three different stores and like I just walked away with just like so much inspiration. Top three, I would say top three in most inspiring moments. And, and it helped me actually identify my brand because I got to like understand branding better because of that mm -hmm. inspiration so like, i 100% support and agree yeah. that if you go online and you research like i don't actually think it makes you less creative i yeah. think it gives and it's like you talked about like you don't even realize sometimes that, like what's happening in your brain to bring it all together and so it's like you mm -hmm. give them all these inputs mm -hmm. and then your brain like somehow puts it together and yeah. i don't understand it but it's amazing yeah and behance is another one too i always like to go oh, on yeah. behance um because you have an account on there or? yeah i okay. do i have a behance portfolio on there um nice and so yeah i love seeing what other designers made and yeah it's taking it's seeing what people made and then taking bits and pieces of it and um you know i feel like everything has been done it's just like how do you make it better uh, yeah. or how do you make it your own um you know my kids they always like say you know oh what if you know this happened i'm like well if you thought about it something or someone already did it um, but you can always do it and make it better. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, that's why they say uh, steal like an artist, not copy like an artist, right? Because mm-hmm. you got to steal the good ideas. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, if you think about it, if you went to school for graphic design, like you're just learning from other people how they did it. And mm-hmm. isn't that any different than going online and being inspired by someone's logo on Pinterest? Yeah. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Like you're learning off of the shoulders of someone else. But anyway, so what do you think has been – I'm kind of curious. Like what – are like some graphic design like you you mentioned coke mm-hmm. what are some other brands that you look at and you're like wow like their look matches up with their experience so well hmm. um i know this is totally random but yeah, i'm just throwing it out yeah. there so starbucks is one um <clears throat> let me think uh how so well, I, I mentioned, you know, when you go into Star, you don't go to Starbucks for the coffee. Sure. You, you go to, like, use the space, mm-hmm. use the bathroom, hold the cup. Um, and I go to Starbucks a lot. My husband actually asked me, how do you track your Starbucks? You don't even know how much, like, you've spent on Starbucks this past right. year. I'm like, there's an app for that, honey. Right. I'm a gold member. I've got stars. and Click rewards, free things yes. once in a while. If you're going to go all the time, you might as well make it worth your while. Yes, yes. Um you know, I've learned how to work the system, too. That's a whole nother podcast. The refills while you're there. Well, that and also, like, uh, we'll, we'll go. Yeah, please that. give me the details yes. afterwards. Um, I must know. Yeah, uh, another another brand. Uh, let's see. Vans. I have them on right now. Vans is another one, right? So they're, I always feel like, you know, they're like the comeback kid because when I was a kid, everyone, you know, they had Vans in like the 90s and I kind of, they, they went away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until like maybe the last five years where they really like started to make a comeback and like even my kids have them and, um, and I love them. I've always loved them. But the whole brand, like you walk into the store and it's like you're transported and it's like a skate park, you know, oh, yeah. like skatery everywhere. I am so not a skater. I could not ride a skateboard for my life. But I like I like that whole feeling when you go in there. Um, and so when you wear the sneakers, you kind of feel like like I kind of feel young wearing the sneakers. Um, I look young, but I'm really not that young. Um, you do. You definitely do not look old. I'm old. Well, don't tell anyone. Um, they won't believe you anyways. I know. Uh but I don't know. I, I do like Vans just because of, like, the whole lifestyle of that brand. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? I don't know. I have to think a little bit more. Right. I feel like – I'm just going to throw this out there. I feel mm-hmm. like almost <clears throat> almost any good brand is a lifestyle brand. Mm-hmm. On some level, it just kind of depends on, like, how they embrace it. Well, here's a good example, and this is so weird that it didn't just pop in my head. Hidden Valley Ranch is not – all about ranch mm-hmm. it's a lifestyle brand and there's a cult following to it yeah that's why they sell merch because people literally like live and breathe ranch they put ranch on everything just like people put ketchup on everything that was my sister like when, when i was, was a younger. kid i put ketchup on everything i put on popcorn and eggs and chips and okay <laughs> i don't do it anymore ketchup on popcorn yes oh. i don't do it anymore i i stopped that a Oof. long time ago but i don't even really like ketchup anymore but um you know people they they love ranch and yeah. um when i did a photo shoot for them for their holiday kits that i designed um it, we were shooting lifestyle pictures, and it's yeah. all about the lifestyle of ranch. It's like bringing it on a picnic and the memories of it at a, a dinner party. And, you know, like they have like all the um, crudités and the, um, you know, you dip them in the ranch. I'm not cool enough to know what a crudité oh, is. Oh, like raw vegetables, you know, like oh, cucumbers okay. and carrots and stuff. Um, it's like a fancy word. 
Yes, it is. <laughs> Too fancy for me. You just learned something. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like when you're when you're cooking and you put ranch and different, you know, like the seasoning ranch, you yeah, put it uh-huh. on chicken. And, oh, and then yeah. you sit around the table and with your family and creating memorable experiences. Totally. Right? So it's all it's all about the lifestyle. Yeah. Um, ranch. So that's another one. I, I like that ranch. a lot. I feel like another one that's really, I think I probably mentioned it once or twice on the podcast, but like one that I think has really just fully embraced having a lifestyle is, is Red Bull. Oh, yes. Because like, they've got, like, they sponsor and run events for mm-hmm. extreme sports mm-hmm. and, like, just sports in general. They've mm-hmm. got, like, their publications. They have, like, a whole media company. Like, it's insane. Like, they do so much more than just sell cans of energy. Like, it's a whole thing. And I think it's brilliant. And I love how they do that. And they've really embraced it. Like, this is who we are. Mm-hmm. And because, I mean, they... I mean, I don't even know if I even heard of them like 12 years ago. Well, I bet you in, in like two seconds you can say their tagline. Red Bull gives you wings. Ah, see? Which is funny because if you think about it, like their commercials are nothing like the rest of their branding, actually, if you think about it. Because yeah. they've got like the kind of like cheesy graphic hand-drawn stuff. Uh, it gives you wings. Yeah, but nothing else that they make looks like that. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it just works so well that they're like, we are not going to change this. <laughs> yeah, or GoDaddy. Do you remember the GoDaddy commercials with the sexy women? I have. That's yeah. really. They've moved away from that a little they bit. They have. They have. But those were, remember, like, during the Super Bowl, like, yeah. those were very memorable. And it's all about, like, you know, the sex sells. Yeah. And they're selling web space. Yes, exactly. It's it's very strange. But, uh Apparently, people don't like to be exploited anymore, so no. they, they kind of moved away from that. No. So <laughs> I do. I still do believe that sex sells. People like pretty people. Yeah. Have you ever heard hip hop music? Yeah. So. I know. <laughs> there's some questionable music videos that pop up on my TV. There sure are. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that's. I love the idea of having that lifestyle and embracing that, and I think that once again leads to this idea that like the brands that I think communicate and do the best are the ones that focus on the outcomes. And so like having a memorable meal together with your family, this delicious and a a powerful time, that's an outcome. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, that's an outcome of ranch apparently. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you think about it, that's like, that's so much different than like them. If they were to talk about like their flavor profile. Yes. And so many businesses do that very same thing. It's like, okay, well, like we do, we do, um, I'm like totally at a loss for words of like, like if it was like a home building company, like, oh, like we use the appropriate amount of two by fours in your structure. (laughs) Like nobody gives a crap. And it's like at the end of the day, they want to see a picture of a happy family in a brand new home. Uh And they feel like a million bucks because they're like in this beautiful new house right uh that's outcome focused it's the so, simon cynic why you know it's what, yeah. what is your why mm-hmm. you know why why are you doing the things that you do why are why do you have the business that you're starting right you know if you're starting a business just to start a business then you might as well not start your business but if you're starting a business to solve a problem or yeah. to fill a need or a void well then that's your why right and then your brand is based off of that it's to build up build on that well i mean but yeah, but I think it's even another level further. Like, ranch is made to make vegetables more tasty, but that's mm-hmm. still not the outcome. The outcome is, like, 
that gathering together, mm -hmm. which I think is just so fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I love that they've embraced that. And I think that's just like a great lesson for every business of like, try to like sit and think for a minute of like, how does this affect people's lives? And like, tell that story too. Cause I think that's powerful. Yeah. Okay. So as the last question mm -hmm. that I ask you pretty open-ended, but I'll let you just kind of go with it, which okay. is what do you think besides the ones we already mentioned is some like misconceptions about graphic design that you would like to set straight on this podcast? Okay. Misconceptions. Um, so a lot of people, a lot of young designers who come in think that graphic design is a sexy job mm. because they see it in the movies and um, they, there's a lot of work that happens behind the scenes and um, there's a lot of, um, I don't, it, you have to learn to accept criticism mm. um, and you have to have a very thick skin and it's something that I've built up over the years and, and honestly you couldn't say anything to me that would affect me these days like you don't like it okay I'll just come up with something new right um, you've made it impersonal yeah you, you just you cannot be attached to what you do mm. and a lot of people that come into this business they they think they're coming in to create something that's going to be like this masterpiece that they're going to own and they're going to love it but really what you're doing is you're you're working for your client. Yeah. And you're trying to produce the vision that your client wants. And and you can steer them in the direction that that you that they're hiring you to do um, and make it the best that you can do. But in the end, your client owns what you're creating. Um, and I, I think that's that's probably like the most important thing. And, that, and that's something that I tell my students as well is like accepting criticism is like number one, um, because if you can get past that, you can get past a lot of other things. Um, let's see what else. Yeah. Uh, another misconception is like, it's not easy. Like you're mm. not just creating pretty things. Like I used to, people used to ask me like, what do you do for a living? And I say, I make things pretty. Yeah. Um, like that's not what you do. Right. Like, you are a visual problem solver. You're coming up with a strategy of like, how is someone going to pick this off of a shelf versus this off of a shelf? Like why is... Why is this design going to be more important than this design? Or um, I used to design for CoverGirl when I first started. And um, when you walk down the aisles of Walmart or Target or CVS and you see like the little strips, like the bullnoses that have like all the, you know, fun markety information. Um, like in the makeup aisle? Or? In the makeup okay. aisle, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's like kind of, you know, you could buy Maybelline or you could buy CoverGirl. Yeah. Like I, some people go on like, I just need a black eyeliner. It's like, how do you get them to buy your black eyeliner? Right. Um, and so it's... Especially when there's like no discernible difference in the product. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it's it's being a problem solver. You're not, you're not just making pretty pictures. It's not art school. Right. Um, art school is great. It, it teaches you the foundation of what you need for your job, but most of what you learn is on the job. Right. Um, and they don't, I didn't learn a lot of design strategy while I was in school and I'm still learning design strategy as I go. Right. Yeah. I think that's important. I mean, like creating is such an emotional experience because like it's something that you made that you created and like to have someone like tear it apart is kind of scary mm -hmm. and sad. Mm -hmm. Um, and you, yeah, you're going to definitely have to develop some thick skin to work through that because 
yeah, it's it's a very personal connection. And I think it's why a lot of artists in general, it's like, it's why someone will create like a beautiful piece of art and they're like, I don't know if I can sell it. And it's like, because it's like connected to them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like, you know, I, I'll create something for a client and I'll give them a few different options and, you know, maybe they don't like any of the options. I, I actually had this happen to me back in the fall. Mm. And that's literally never happened to me where right. I've given a client seven, eight options and they didn't like a single option that I gave them. And I think they were all fantastic options. Um, and you get to a point where you're like, I don't know what you want. Like, yeah. I don't know what you're looking for. It means that they don't know what they want. They don't know what they're looking for. Um, and I can tell you that the product is not very sexy. So it's like, yeah. it, it's not unique. So you're it's you just try to create something that makes it look good yeah and and that's what i did um so i i prepared a few more you know we we conversed and i agreed to give three more concepts and you know if those concepts didn't work out then we're done we're splitting you're on your own figure out what it is and they ended up picking one of the concepts it wasn't my favorite concept um, and in my portfolio, I show the other concepts that I like. <laughs> so, I really well, because you still one. made them, so who, I still who made cares? them. I think they're great concepts. Yeah. I paid for the stock photography for them because I thought they were fantastic, and why shouldn't the world see them? Mm-hmm. So you know. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like there's so many beautiful things that I see on Pinterest that are um, just mock-ups. Yeah. I'm like, you didn't make that for a client, and I think that's I think that's a great idea because at the end of the day, like I know from like a photography and video side, they always talk about having passion projects, which is a project that you're making for your artistic expression that says something that you want to say Mm -hmm. as a creator. And you have your stuff that you've done for a client that's your validity that says like, I can deliver for a client and you don't have nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. And then it's that other work that says like, I can make something unique for you. Mm -hmm. And, And this is how I'm proving that. And this is what my communication to the world about what I want to say is and I think that's powerful so I love that you're sharing that because that's like sharing a part of who you are and even if it's not client work it talks to your creativity thank you so I think that's fun yeah um and then you know sometimes like I I will complete a project and Mm. then give the final files to the client I never know what happens after that Mm. I never get to see it printed I don't know what happened I don't get any feedback you know right. like you don't know how it went at the event or anything and so you know there's a part of you where it kind of feels like your baby while you're working on it and yeah. then you kind of just like send it off into outer space right never to be seen again hope, hope it grew up yes that's so. fair well cool well thank you so much for being on the show um where can people find you? Yeah, so um, you can find me on my website at www.hellohappinessdesign.com um, or find me on Behance um, by Lauren Kreitz, L-A-U-R-E-N-C-R-I-T-E-S. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate your insight. Um, it's been uh, really helpful and good for me to learn. And I know yeah, that I think me. your perspective on branding and how that it plays together and the whole experience that a brand has is super valuable to anyone building a brand. So thank, thank you. you. I appreciate you. Thank you. I want to cause no problems. I just want to live my life, but I keep on hearing about nonsense. Me and my dons ain't mobsters, but you know when you see imposters. We know how to read them faces, same way you know how to read them comments. If you want to talk, let's talk. But right here, make sure you walk and you talk. It's constant.